What's up? Wrestling fans! Yeah! It's time once again for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling. It's time for this week's edition of 607 TWS live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Also, anywhere you get great podcasts, just by searching 607 TWS. Of course, I'm one of your hosts here on Twitch. TV slash podcast, and I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me as he always does, my tag team partner, the other host here on 607 Podcast on Twitch, and of course, the host of the Out Show, Daro Parlay, our podcast, better known as the OTPH. Talk about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, are you in the chat? Are you in the building? Are you in the stream? Let's go. Oh, hells yeah, man. We got a lot to recap. We got a lot to talk about. Well, not that, you know, the one thing we don't have to talk about is WWE because they didn't fire anybody this week. Knock on wood. <laughs> so far. So far. Not not the showtime. <laughs> Lou's in the chat. What up, Lou? Goldberg and Vince booked me to be here. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, once again, uh, there wasn't too much going on in the land of Vince McMahon this week, thankfully. Thankfully. Because usually it's bad. <laughs> Nick Khan obviously got the handcuffs put on him. Couldn't fire nobody this week. So far. Yeah. Well, last week, I should say. Yeah, so far, so good for WWE right now. And if you're a WWE employee, please follow JTG's instructions. Do not answer any phones from the Connecticut area code. Please and thank you. Or Florida area code. Yes. You never know. They might try to flick, flip off. As a matter of fact, just don't answer your phone for the next couple weeks. Yeah, everything will be okay. Got to watch out for those burner phones. Got to watch out. So just, just don't answer the phones. Pads in there. WWE wishes the first, well, in its future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they fired the guy that attacked Seth and then TK hired him immediate program with Sonny Kiss. <laughs> That's breaking news from Lou. And, uh, you know what, Lou? Oh, wait a minute. I didn't kill the music. That's a, that's, that's a bad sign. I thought I hit that button, but since I didn't, but you get the first. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> By the way, that guy, that guy was crazy. Yeah. That guy is out of control. Did you see that the first he did it for the, he did it for the blood line. Yeah. You know, my best. I did it for the rock. And then, uh, then it came out that he did it because he got catfished into Oni owing. Seth Rollins owed him money, but it was a catfish, so there's a big misunderstanding. He felt some type. I don't know. What a bizarre story. The ramblings of a crazy man. Although, I will def- say this. Before we even get anything, kudos to Seth Rollins. I know a lot of people were like, he should have beat his face in. And Brett Lauderdale retweeted somebody's comments that I thought were very good, and it was, you know what? It doesn't take a tough guy to beat up a mentally handicapped dude. Mm -hmm. And obviously, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. And the fact that even MVP said, y'all don't realize, he slipped that nice front chokehold in beautifully. Mm -hmm. If the cops don't come, the security doesn't come and knock them to the side, that dude's asleep within 20 seconds. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. He had a beautifully locked in. So the guy got him by surprise. And you know what? The part of it is, I think Seth was selling a little bit. Because I, I think that he assumed that maybe somebody got sent out to tackle him. Mm-hmm. But instantly when he realized there could be danger, literally he cinched in that front face lock. Yeah. And it was beautifully locked in. And I, I, I believe uh, MVP to be true. Which, once again, he, he does fight in, no, uh, in gi tournaments. 
does MVP. So he knows it's BJJ, and so does Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, saw, I thought Seth handled it as, as perfect as I, you could handle a situation like that. I mean, there's always fun when you punch somebody in the mouth, i.e., you know, and cashed it at yep. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, but once again, you know, sometimes it's better not to get the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference between that guy, you know, getting a lawsuit against WWE and Seth Rollins and them just getting him in jail and stuff is literally physically assaulting him. Right. So it was smart decisions. So kudos to him. Mm-hmm. And once again, I, I agree with MVP. Uh, I've no, I watched enough mixed martial arts to know that that guy would have been asleep in no time. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect Except execution of the move. The side. Yeah. It was perfect. He slipped that shit in slyly. It was just like... <laughs> we might have to find out if Seth has been like training for... I think he has, actually. I think, he's, I, think he does, uh, I think he does train in uh, BJJ. Uh, but once again, MVP would know because, like I said, he's, yeah. he wins a bunch of tournaments. In he's the, legit. He, he's, he's a tournament winner in the senior division, mm-hmm. which I think he always makes fun of because yeah. he's old, but... Uh, Barclays used to do shit d- defense. Uh, <laughs> Bing bong. You ain't fucking wrong. Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say you know, it. You know what I else mean, it was? WWE fired and let go of the security team. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> they were one of the unsung heroes. I said that first thing when yep. I put it out. I remember saying to you, mm-hmm. watch this one. This is going to be funny. Uh, so, yeah. Who knows? Ah. Ah. Well, anyways. Let's dive into the meat. But before we dive into the meat and potatoes, we got a lot of this show. Dude, is there a bigger week? And I know we're marks for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all openly admit it. But is there a bigger week for, in particular, GCW? Not to recent knowledge. And indie wrestling as a whole. The indie lineup this week is ridiculously stacked. I'm just throwing that out there. In the opening bout, we are going to talk AEW. Mm-hmm. There's some AEW stuff we want to talk about, get in the way. And then in the mid-card, we got the uh, Indie Roundup. Yep. Uh, it brought to you, well, you'll see who it's brought to you by, but I can tell you that we're going to be uh, previewing a show coming up here very soon, near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Also, we'll be talking about the week that was on independentwrestling.tv because there were some great events that went down there. Also, also we'll be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. To be honest, we still got two huge tournaments going on currently. And then, of course, the main event, it's GCW all day. There is no bigger things happening. And if you guys haven't been following, and I mean, it might not be for you, but I promise you will want to hear about it just to get, it might get you interested. They are doing some huge things, huge things over at GCW, and a lot of people are taking notice now. Yes, if you are not on board with, I'm going to say right now, the hottest independent promotion on the planet, and that is Game Changer Wrestling, you need to get on board real quick because the moves they've been making are big, real big. Really, really big. And there's some uh, rumored moves that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, Ken M, yeah. how about you tell these fine folks how to find yourself in the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast? Very simple. You swing on over to odphpodcast.com. You join in the conversation on our social media accounts. They're right there. We interact with everybody. You check out Parlay Points. New comics blogs dropping this week. Maybe even a blogs account anywhere. I might have to do a little something for GCW. I don't know. We're going to see if we got time. That, the T Public Store, which is always rocking with some new designs and even one Padawan J created. So you want to see that and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com. Of course, for all things Three Fat Nerds, you can go over to 8122productions.com. Man, I'll tell you what, we got a lot going on too. Over there, you can also check out our uh, 
T Public Store, mm-hmm. which we have a brand new uh, ugly, ugly Christmas sweater. Uh, sweater. We just call Fantastic. it ugly sweater. It is Merry Nerdmas, if you will. Uh, lots of fun if you want to support. It's a great little tool. I also got another one coming out in uh, December. It's a dream one that I wanted to make up, and uh, I'm working on that one currently. Ooh. Uh, also, on top of that, of course, you know, the Patreon page, patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content, help support the show. Also, all the links to our social medias. It's uh, 3 Fat Nerds Pod everywhere. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. Uh, you know, so on and so forth. Links for both are in the chat right now. I do have to update your uh, podcasting, although that podcast address will take you there, too. Yeah, it'll take me there. I got a lot of things I got to update here pretty soon, brother, brother, brother. I had a long Christmas break. You would have thought I did that, but I had a lot of things I had to catch up on. Wife wasn't feeling too well either. So, oh, sorry here. You know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. Everything's great. That's what counts. We're we're all excited. We're all happy. Uh, hopefully, if you celebrate uh, Turkey Day and uh, all that happy jazz here in the United States, uh, you guys uh, had a great vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, I had a good time. So. That's enough about me. That's enough about Ken M. It is time, however, for Ken M's, one of Ken M's favorite parts of the show, because it's time! It is time to kick the show off with the opening bout, and we are going to be talking about all elite wrestling. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot to talk about. but Well, not a lot, a lot, but there's some things. Let's start. Where should we start? Ah, let's start with what everybody wanted. Checked everything off everybody's fans left. Something that I was very critical of the week before. We finally got it. MJF versus CM Punk on the microphone. And I'm going to open it up and just blow people's minds. There's a lot of people around the internet and a lot of people who are commentators on the business who think CM Punk won that exchange. Not so quick. I think MJF destroyed CM Punk. CM Punk had one line, being the, you're a less famous Miz, Mm. which everybody has said that forever, so he wasn't saying anything new and groundbreaking, in my opinion. My only regrets in life is that MJF should have thought as quickly as I did, because I messaged you as it happened, so you know I thought about this quick. I'm pretty good at promos. I want to throw that out there. And uh, I said his follow-up line literally should have been, well, at least the Miz main event at WrestleMania. That would have been the mic drop moment right there, and that would have been it. I yeah. think you would. Have, I think. I think the reason that probably wasn't said is probably Punk X nade that big time because you oh, know they talked in the back. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, I, I thought MJF handled himself out there pretty damn good, in, including you know he he's not wrong in everything he said about CM Punk. I mean, I've been saying that he looks like your old drunk uncle for a while. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. How'd you feel about the promo now that we finally got it? In the words of Sean Carter, CM Punk had a hot line. MJF had a hot song. MJF won that battle, hands down. There was that couple jabs that CM Punk got in, and the Miz line was something very key. But MJF really stepped it up for this. I think he knew what the IWC was going to be reacting to this. I think he wanted to make a point to the locker room that he should be the top heel in the company. And this solidified that for anybody that has not bought into what he is selling. This was a perfect breakout moment for him that if you were still on the fence of how good he is, you're now convinced. And he won that battle, hands down. I'm sorry, Punk had a couple good lines, but you could definitely tell the mood shifted in that ring. And you could see the body language on CM Punk too. in my opinion. MJF won that hands down. By the way, throw a point out there for Lou with, he says, I'm a less famous peak ass. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I like it. But you didn't have to I like say it. it. I mean, good lord. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was very good. I liked everything, for the most part, that MJF said. It, it was. It felt like a good 
promo for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he jousted well. I like how, you know, it, it didn't get too far, with the exception of a couple lines, didn't get too far in the rent-free zone. They didn't stay stuck on there. I did think it very interesting once again of him mentioning how he's going to be the hottest free agent in 2024. Mm-hmm. Or 22, what is it? Yeah, 2024. Yeah, 2024. I thought that that was a very interesting take. And I know AEW's trying to shore some people up. They just extended the contracts of the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, most notably. So I kind of think it's interesting that he's still going from that point of view of like, hey, <laughs> you think it's a work, but I keep telling people I'm 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 going to go to the highest bidder when my, my contract's up. Well, I think that he realizes the temp in the room. And listen, for all everybody that's excited with AEW's bringing in, and you should be excited. They are bringing in a lot of new faces. For the freshman class that was there at that press conference, how quickly is everybody forgetting about them for the most part? MJF is saying, I've been here since day one. I have been doing everything I can to really make this company prominent, and yet you keep bringing in everybody else and shoving me down the card. This is why I'm saying I'm going to be leaving for the highest bidder. So you are seeing my talents when I'm getting that opportunity. Pay me when it's time. Well, I think to your point, the the biggest point that was made, I think the biggest line overpassed by a lot of fans was when CM Punk said that you've been replaced as a pillar by Britt Baker. Yeah, that is the problem. That I is 100 percent the problem. Britt Baker, who's supposed to be a heel, but yet gets the crowd to sing along with her. Britt Baker, who honestly, and it's not a shot, she doesn't verbally or in the ring do what MJF can do or does for you. Mm. And if if she's more of a focal point, which I believe she is, so Punk wasn't wrong, but that's not an insult on MJF. You just insulted AEW. Yeah. And then what do we get? We get Punk out there in a lazy match against QT Marshall later. Mm-hmm. It did make a lot of sense. Like... And, and the whole pillar talk. Like, I don't understand why this is now suddenly becoming a thing. I, th- I thought it was a throwaway line, but now people are really running with it. Yeah. Uh, Lou says, we still betting on MJF being the first high-profile profile guy to go to the other way. Yes. Lock and leap. Lock. I mean, he could decide against it, but I, I think that if there was a guy who literally could go the other way, it's him, mostly based upon the fact that I have no reason not to believe him when he says that he's going to go to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. And so AEW is either going to have to dump a ton of money into somebody who currently, in my opinion, in almost three full years, they haven't used the way they should have. I mean, record-wise, it looks amazing. He's lost three matches in three years. Yeah. On the mic and everything, he's the most entertaining. We know he's the best heel possibly in the business. He's up there. There's there's other guys in the in the business that do great heel work. Atticus Coger, I'm looking at you. <sighs> so good. And there's some other guys, but let's be honest. MJF is probably, probably the best heel, if not second best to Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. which is not a bad place to be. No, that's good company. Because I would say that's the only high-profile heel that is actually bigger than he is. I think he surpassed the Miz. Maybe not in the fame and money portion, but as far as on the microphone, as far as on, so it's a fair and unfair compromise. The kid's got the sky's limit. We got to remember this kid is only twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a kid still. Yeah, like this is the guy that your future is going to be based on because he ain't even hit the prime yet. The usual prime of a professional wrestler's career is between thirty and thirty-five. Yeah, and some guys can 30s. extend that out. Hence, like AJ Styles is still performing on a level that's far beyond anybody. Mm-hmm. But yet here we are, where he's already arrived. He's already should be a star, and we're talking about how he's not in a main event spot. We're talking about how he's not in a title picture. Period. Yeah. You know, he shouldn't be buying his time with Punk because my fear is still that they're going to feed him to Punk. 
which is horrible for him. They did it to Darby, so don't tell me that they can't do it to MJF. Oh, they'll absolutely do it to him. And that's and that, I mean that's just his struggles right there. Uh, Pat says MJF and AEW is like Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Right now you're getting him for a steal, but eventually the contract is going to come up and it's going to cost you. Exactly. Uh, Lou says, I wonder how he would fare with WWE production. He gets a lot of leeway in AEW with promos he might not get in WWE. Well, here's the thing. I think that he, amongst all the people that are in AEW, would fit the best in even the current WWE model. Yeah. And the reason why is because he can tone it down. We've seen him tone it down Mm -hmm. for family shows. Not in AEW, but in the indies we did. So he can tone it down. And really, the nice part about him is he's a young version of The Miz. And WWE has made money off The Miz for years. And he's made good money off of WWE. So they know what they have. They already have a template to put him in. And let's be honest, The Miz, he's got less time in front of him than what was behind him. Yes. Because he's in his 40s. It's, it's going to be time for, for Mike to go home. Or at least, at the very least, cut down his schedule very soon. I mean, the injury bug has started to hit him as of late. Yeah, it's going to be something that he will eventually be passing the torch. And who better? Like, they already have a built-in angle that Miz would be grooming him to take over. And then they could have a match and be the farewell match. Like, the, the storyline is there. By the way, Lou says, except MJF doesn't have 300 strikeouts a year. Ken? He's still learning. <laughs> He's getting there. Oh, man. To hit those monster shots, you have to you have to swing at the ball. You either swing for the fences or you just hit singles. Yeah. Either way. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just just think that this is very telling. Now, if you're AEW, I've said this before, this is a good feud. Don't get me wrong. But you have to do it right, and and Punk has to lose. Yeah, Punk goes over. This is a sign seal delivered. MJF's gone if Punk goes over here. Bottom line, they've not handled anything with the – because look at the pinnacles even a thing of the past in a lot of ways. FTR's off messing around with Andrade. Yeah, whatever is going on there. I'm sorry, I can't figure that storyline out. No, and then on the other side of things, you have, you know, uh, him and Wardlow and Sean Spears, and eventually we got to turn Wardlow face. Yeah, that's coming soon. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about another big contention that happened this past week on Dynamite, shall we? Weightlifter belts in the crowd. How do you feel about this? Oh, my God. (laughs) The Rhodes Lander strikes again, folks. Oh my God! Oh. Uh, let me let me just share it with you. So for those of you who don't watch and aren't caught up on it, Cody Rhodes decided to pump up the crowd. He was going to throw his weightlifting belt into the crowd, which later on we f- found out that he pays like three hundred dollars for those. Allegedly, I doubt that because dude, that's a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. uh, for a weightlifting belt. You can buy one. Of, you can buy a good one, like a real expensive one, at the store for less than a hundred. Yeah, and it don't take much to airbrush some shit. I'm just throwing it out there. Somebody on the boardwalk in Atlantic City will do it for you for like twenty bucks. Hey, I'm just saying, I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. So he threw it out on the crowd. And just like when the uh, when the uh, bad team that comes to town hits a home run, the crowd threw that shit back. <laughs> he, got, he had to know the temp in the room. They're in Chicago. They weren't going to. And Chicago's a hot crowd. They're not going to play around with him. And for whatever the whole nonsense is that he's he thinks he's the number one face. I, I don't get it. Like, this should be the temp in the room, how the crowd's reacting. Unless he's going to say he's doing long-term booking to be the heel. But at one point, do you draw the line? Like I say, this this was a bad look for him, and you could see in his body language, like, he's like, wait, they did this? He goes, the best part was when, Lou says the best part is when they threw it back into the crowd and they threw it back again. Yeah. Exactly. The temp in the room is that you should be a heel, but you don't want to be a heel. You think that you're John Cena, mm-hmm. and you're not. You're just not. But, uh... Let me throw it out there. We're not the only ones to think that. 
legendary luchador, legendary wrestler, period, but legendary luchador, Conan on Keeping It 100, mm. said the following, and I quote, you know how his, Cody Rose in parentheses, opening is really long and drawn out? Bro, they booed that whole thing. I was like, holy shit, at least show the guy. They were letting him and the company fucked it, letting them know, fuck this, bro. That's a strong message they're sending. They open up the fucking thing. He comes out and they boo the fuck out of him. He smiles like I think he thinks he can charm them back into liking him. He would go on to say, he ain't dusty, bro. Then the biggest sign of disrespect, like in sports, when you throw the baseball bat, you know, the, the, he threw his belt out there, a baby face, and they threw the shit back into the place popped and he put it back on. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you reminding people that belt has heat? Yeah. Like when he put the belt back on was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because like he just said, you just got it rejected and you put it back on. It means shit right now. Roselander heat is a whole other element that he just does not grasp that he's doing for whatever reason. Like if he's surrounded himself with too many yes men, because in my opinion, that's what it's gotta be. How do you not understand the reaction of the crowd? You've been wrestling for how long now? And you can't tell when the crowd is turning on you. And like, why is this the hill that you want to try dying on to stay, to stay the face? Like, I'm sorry. You're not the John Cena that you want to be. And I, and I'm just, I can't grasp this. You know, it's it's very much like this is what I keep talking about. If Tony Khan is legit in charge, mm-hmm. like he says he is, then why is he not forcing him to be healed? I don't I don't get it. I agree with you. That's what you need to do. Whoever is running creative needs to put the foot down. And the only thing I could see is they and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Somebody is saying they're doing long term booking. I don't and I don't get why. Like what he's that's gonna... the excuse everything that happens in AEW. And yeah. that's the problem. Fans out there, I'm with you. I love AEW. But let me tell you what, I never use the excuse of long term booking, and that needs to stop. Mm. You know, there's certain things that need to stop in wrestling, lexicons. One is the word long term booking, because I don't think most of the people who are who say that understand it. And I'm including the talking heads, including Dave Meltzer. Mm. I don't think they understand what long-term booking really is as a booker. I can explain to you what long-term booking is. It's not like flying by the seat of your pants. Now, some would argue that there was long-term booking with Omega and hangman page. I will tell you that there wasn't. The reason why is because the start stops on that indicate that it wasn't a long-term. Yes, they had a goal, but they abandoned that goal. It was a bunch of different small stops along the way. Yes, the ultimate goal was to give Hangman Page the belt, but the ultimate goal was to give Hangman Page the belt a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. However, because of reasons, reasons, and that happens, it comes up, they dodged and ducked out. Unfortunately, one of the biggest reasons was because they got cold feet, especially after they started bringing in these big names. Mm -hmm. That's part of the reason. The other thing that needs to stop is buried. Just because you lost doesn't mean you're buried. Buried means that like week after week after week, you're losing for no reason. If you're over with the crowd, a guy, perfect example of a guy got buried. Rusev at the Rusev day run in WWE was being buried. Mm Mm-hmm. Because think about it, he was over like gangbusters. Oh, yeah. Rusev Day was a thing, and they kept making him lose in job because they didn't want it to be over. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Lou says, Cody, he's going to be a term. Yes, and it's probably going to re- replace X-Pac Heat at its current rate. Uh, Pat says, who knew Cody could come up with a worse moment than deciding to get that shitty tattoo? You, sir. <laughs> I mean, you're not get wrong, a point. but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. <laughs> 
Uh, Lou says we will be comparing all heat to Cody heat from now on. Once again, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's going to replace X-Pac heat very soon. Yes. And uh, Pat says long-term booking equals code for I have no idea what the fuck they're doing, but I need to give an answer because I'm a talking head. And that is true. You're not wrong. Yeah. I that mean, is completely true. It's a complete band-aid over a big wound that's not healing. For anybody that's buying it, it just it's but that's the that's the mantra they're going but, with. But but unfortunately that's why I said we gotta get it out of the lexicon of a lot of people. There is such thing as long term booking. Mm-hmm. There is. I mean, we see it used successfully. Uh, one of the best successful long term bookings, the RSP Nick Gage feud in GCW. Facts. Great long term booking. It took a year. Even to an extent, the H2O, which we'll talk about in a minute, H2O booking for 440 in H2O locker room. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good long term book. Which, like I said, we'll be talking about in the mid card. But you know, it it's at the end of the day, we got to stop using those words to like find a way to justify something. Sometimes it doesn't need to be justified. Sometimes shit is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. And like right now, you know, like they're long term booking MJF. I keep hearing this from some people. No, they're not. They're they're not doing anything with MJF. Now he's going to be in a feud with Punk, but that'll last until whenever that match is probably at Revolution, if not before, because they'll be probably before. do it at some special. And then it'll be over. And he'll probably lose. And then we'll go on to the next thing. Just like after he won. What was it? Not that long ago, he won against Darby Allen and nothing happened. No, he went right to the feud there. And, and think about that. Feud, think about the feud with Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. It started up in two weeks instead of going on for longer. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's weird shit like that. I digress, though. Because that's not the last point we want to talk about. No, 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 no. There's some strategy. Uncle Dave has shone some light on us, and he claims it comes from sources, but once again, grain of salt. We can't just pick and choose when we believe him, because we never do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Uncle Dave has said that uh, they have a new strategy in AEW to boost the ratings of Rampage. Oh? Oh, by the way, before we go, Pad says, no, AEW is long-term booking MJF for a feud with LA Knight in WWE. I mean, you're not wrong. So we'll give him that first. Give me that. I want to get that out of the way first. So, So here's what Dave Meltzer said in his own words. The only thing announced for the 12-1 show in Duluth, Georgia, is Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander in the TBS tournament. They announced that that would announce the, they would they announced they would announce the show on the 11:26 Rampage show. It seems like that's the mindset to try and get people to watch Rampage because they reveal the Dynamite card on Rampage. If that is your strategy to get people to tune in, you obviously don't know how the internet works. Facts. Any thoughts on this strategy for the big wins? That is, in my opinion, horrible strategy. Look, I know we're not going to dwell about ratings, but no, AEW Rampage has been averaging the same amount of viewership, more or less, for quite quite right some around five hundred thousand. Okay, so the brand is established. You know, each week you're going to be right around that number. So the enticement is you need to get new viewers in. I don't think anybody cares when you can go on Twitter or any other social media and see the card released after the show is on. So why should you watch Rampage? Well, first and foremost, you should be doing marquee matches with a champion on there, whether it's your tag team, whether it's your TNT title, your TBS title, your women's title, or even the world title. Give the fans something to watch because your audience is there. So that should be the incentive, a title bout. Secondly, you need to clean up the four-person announced team. It is too much, and that turns fans off. 
Chris Jericho yelling into a microphone. Not good. Yes. And especially when you have Team Taz and Ricky Starks doing commentary and they're the same faction. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And whatever you're doing, Mark Henry trying to hype up the main event, quote unquote, is not working. Well, now to the main event. I'm sorry. <laughs> the production setup for it needs to get worked out better. And you need to entice fans that are not planning on watching your show to come in. And if it's to say hyping the card that's coming to Dynamite, I'm sorry. That's not the way to get the point across. People want to come in and see wrestling. They don't want to see something they can read in a tweet. This is facts. Give them something to watch. If you're highlighting an open door challenge, people will tune in because, hey, we have the forbidden door. Who's going to walk in? We don't know. That's the stuff that you do to generate people to watch. I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. My my biggest problem with this is, here's the problem. AEW's best segment of Rampage is the opening segment. Why? Because they put the best match of their card on that opening segment. Mm -hmm. They've trained fans to know that. They turn over from SmackDown. They watch that match or that segment, and then they click out. Yeah. Because the rest of the show they know is not going to be up to par. What you need to do is put a good match there and have a great main event like you just said. Yeah. Because then you'll stay for the whole damn show. Uh, Lou says, I know I like, oh, well, first of all, Pat says, AEW fans care about Rampage about as much as WWE fans care about main event. You're not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, and Lou says, I know I like to stay up till 11 on a Friday night to find out info I can see on my phone the next morning while taking a dump. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. I just think it's a bad strategy. Honestly, to succeed, we gave them some things last week. And to add to that for Rampage, if you really are interested in getting better numbers, there's two things that need to happen. First of all, 10 o'clock is a horrible time on a Friday. Mm -hmm. I understand you can't go earlier, but could you? Could you somehow work it out for 7 p.m.? That would be a better time. Lead in SmackDown, people are more likely to tune into that and that. I believe. Also, like I said, you have to fix the problem. You, from the start of Rampage, from the very first one, when C- or second one, sorry, when CM Punk walked out in the opening segment, you have established that the opening segment is the only thing to care about. And if you look at the numbers and you break down their rating numbers, the opening segment does the highest out of all the, uh, uh, the whole hour. So mm-hmm. the opening segment is doing six, 700,000, and the rest of them are doing 400,000 or less. And that's what brings the average down to 500,000. That's how you get those numbers, folks. Yeah. So if I'm them, I go, oh, let's give them a reason. So let's load the card or at least load the main event. And like you said, do something marquee, do something big. People might stick around for that. They're not going to tune in to find out what's going on Dynamite because guess what? Who cares about when you know what's going to be on Dynamite? It could be the next day. It could be, it could be any time between Friday night and Wednesday. It's not something, it's not destination television. You're not waiting on bated breath. Like, oh man, I got to find out what's going to be on Dynamite next week. <laughs> Nobody cares. Even the fans don't because as Lou just pointed out, you can find it out anytime. Mm-hmm. Well, taking a dump on your smartphone or whatever else you're doing. Yeah. Itching your balls. Who cares? Once again, it's not a big enough incentive. And if that is really what they're going after, which we can't confirm or deny. Mm-hmm. We're just going with what old Uncle Dave said, which take it with a grain of salt. But if that's really the idea, <laughs> hey, Tony, Tony, maybe let's do something different. Once again, I just think, first of all, you're never going to get a great audience on, on fucking Friday night at 10 p.m. It's not no, it's, it's not happening. Especially, how are you going to come on after Roman Reigns, who's the biggest draw in pro wrestling right now? And if you think about it, very smartly, WWE usually puts Roman Reigns on last. Mm-hmm. Very smartly. Every time. Unless they're competing with the NFL, and then they put on Roman Reigns first. That was a smart move. Oh, it was an <laughs> amazing was brilliant. 
amazing move. Like, why wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you put Roman Reigns on? Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it's that's where I'm at with this. Um, anyways, I guess I guess the overall AEW just a couple little things. I am excited for Punk MJF in closing. Uh, I still fear. I still fear that MJF is going to do the job, but what's we also got to mention the battle for the belts was announced. So, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. so they'll be coming up in January. It, it appears right now that that may be their version of clash of, or night of champions because they had in the graphic, everybody was that's currently a champion was on the marquee. So we will be doing a live stream for that as well too on twitch.tv slash yes. seven podcast. So I want to give that a quick plug as well. Thank you for, thank you for that. I even, I dropped right past that. I don't know how I did that, but with that being said, thank you so much. Well, that's going to take us out of the opening bout. When we come back, we're going to hit up some uh, around the worlds of indies, also talking some New Japan and so much more in the mid-card. You're not going to want to miss it, but during the break, you are going to hear our good friend Tom Jolu. Thanksgiving just happened. This song is also called Thanksgiving. Check out Tom Jolu on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Please support him because he's awesome, and he supports us each and every week. Facts. Uh, also, if you're watching on stream, you're going to see information for the Ocho Dura Parley Hour podcast. And when we come back, it'll be time for this week's mid-card. I'll make it short and sweet. You're stubborn just like me. That's why I walk these miles of sea. You're right beneath my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a bone to pick Why'd you get so sick? You were supposed to be strong You were supposed to hold on And now it's been four years And you're still not here Some days I don't do well with change Especially today I wish for a second I had your hand to hold Cause I'm trying to act strong And this act's getting And we're back for the mid-card of this episode of 607 TWS. And the mid-card is brought to you by Excite Wrestling, which just so happens to have a show this upcoming Saturday at the X in Johnson City. But usually this is where we tell you to go to ExciteWrestling.com to get all your ticket information and everything else, which we are technically, I just did. Yeah. But... We're going to actually break down the card, what you're going to be seeing. And of course, if you can't be at the X Live, this will be live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. Or even better yet, I will probably do what I did last time and host the channel right here on twitch.tv slash Excite Podcast. Let's see if we can break our viewer recordship for Excite like last time. I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. With that being said, Ken M, without further ado, let everybody know what's going down this Saturday 
and Excite Wrestling. So this Saturday, Excite Wrestling presents Fight Club. It's their annual closing show of the calendar year, and they have a doozy of a card, if I can use that word. In the t- world title match, it's uh, champion Bill Collier in a fatal four-way against Kay Lothbrook, Brute Van Slyke, and Vince Valor. The Excite International title is up for grabs with TJ Epics, who just won the belt, taking on Sean Carr. That is my pick for match of the night. Because if you're not familiar with TJ, he's he's an up-and-comer. He's doing a lot of good work. And Sean Carr is Sean Carr. Sean Carr taking a step down, dealing after the international belt. Yeah. We also have a special feature match, which is Jay Freddy taking on the one and only Davey Richards. The American Wolf Davey Richards. Yes. Super excited about that one. By the way, rematch. Uh, the first time they ever fought was uh, 2CW, night, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas show. And it was one of Jay Freddy's first big matches of his young career at the time. And he got the win over Davey Richards, who at the time was on top of the wrestling world. That's back when he was Ring of Honor world champion and such. Yeah, it's wild to think that the Indies have that much history. And this is like Rich touched upon. This is going to be a special feature going on. Very excited to see this one as well. Also swinging back through Excite. We haven't seen him in a while because he's been on AEW. And that's the one and only all-ego Ethan Page. And he's taking on a friend of ours, Colin Delaney. Ah, that's pretty awesome. By the way, Pat said saw, he saw Sean at the gym today. Dude looks ready. Yeah, Sean is definitely looking ready for that match. Like I said, that's my pick for the match of the night. Another marquee match is IB Green, Rob Cook's retirement match. Allegedly. Yes. By the way, this would be number 1,332nd <laughs> time that Rob is retired, but who is he going against? Uh, they did not list. They didn't announce it. No, they have it for the picture of the last call rumble. So, so it's going to be a battle royal. That is my assumption, <laughs> according to the fight graphic that you can watch at ExciteWrestling.com. So that being said, they're also having a tag match. High Seas against Frat Stars in a grudge match. Interesting. And Ash Aubrey taking on Keenan Moore, plus more to be announced. There you go. So ExciteWrestling.com doing big things. Shout out to Johnny Moose and everybody down there. And like Rich touched upon, if you want to get tickets, ExciteWrestling.com or drop that follow twitch.tv slash ExciteWrestling, spelled X-C-I-T-E. Or just follow us here on twitch.tv slash 67podcast. We will share the event when it's tweeting li- or streaming live. Absolutely. Up next, we got some IWTV updates because every week you know there's something going down on independentwrestling.tv. If you haven't signed up yet, it's a great time to sign up. Remember, uh, it is $9.99 a month. And if you use the promo code ABSOLUTE at checkout, you will get a free five-day uh, event. Now, with that being said, this past weekend we had some great events going down. Uh, I do not know all of the events for next weekend. They're, they're, they usually release them during the week because, like the NFL, they kind of flex package because we got a big surprise. We got a Turkey Day surprise mm. when we found out that Friday night we were going to get streamed AIW's Hell on Earth, which we're going to talk about in a second. So everything can change over there because they, you know, you, know, you never know what they're going to be doing. Uh, fully there is stuff that's set in stone and then there's stuff that might happen and uh, so you get lucky sometimes like with absolute intense wrestling's hell on earth 16 let's go but before we talk about that i do know i can tell you a big event coming up on the 10th of december and that is west coast pros iceland let me tell you what that is one of the shows you need to see they keep adding matches to that card yeah Barna and West Coast Pro Wrestling is one of those places you should keep your eye on. I know I got kind of into it. Yeah. Fucking amazing Amazing work there. Well, with that being said, though, let's talk about this past weekend because Absolute Intense Wrestling had Hell on Earth from Lakewood, Ohio at the Force Sports Auditorium. 
Uh, and it was live on IWTV, and you can watch it on demand on IWTV right now if you missed it. Uh, let me do the rundown real quick, and we'll talk about I'll talk about the show as a whole after. Uh, in the in the opening contest, Ethan Wright defeated Dominic Garini with some help. Hmm. Uh, also, uh, in the next matchup, we had Jocelyn Navarro defeating Riley Rose in a great women's bout. We had a four-way match where Chase Oliver, Oliver defeated Derek Dillinger, Levi Everts, and PB Smooth to Ooh. come out of that on top. Uh, next up in a tag match, the Bitcoin Boys, with the Duke in their corner, defeated members only. But the real key is after that match, Double J, J-E, Double F, J-A, Double R, E, Double T, came to the ring. And let's just say the Duke found out what the Alcabong was about. Shocked to see this actually unfold. And the, and the young men and members only got a dream come true as they got to strut with the one and only Double J, yes. Jeff Jarrett. By the way, the next night on a different independent show, uh, good old Matt Cardona, Cardona got, got the El Cabong. So Jeff Jarrett's back out there swinging guitars and calling people slap nuts, and I'm here for it. Yes. Uh, next up, uh, then we, there was an intermission, believe it or not. After that... Filthy Tom Lawler defeated TKD in my pick for match of the night. Very good match. TKD is on the up. He had a great match with FE, the last big uh, event for AIW out. This time he has a great show against Filthy Tom Lawler. Let's just say, if you've never seen Filthy Tom Lawler's entrance in AIW, you need to see it. It is the greatest clap moments of all time. He has been doing these amazing entrances since his time in the UFC. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. He's fantastic. Next up, we had a tag team match that everybody, all AEW fans were looking forward to as bulking season, Arthur MacArthur and Chuck Stone defeated Two Infinity and Beyond, Colin Delaney and Cheech. I was, of course, rooting for Two Infinity and Beyond. They're friends of mine, and uh, they didn't come through. But, uh, you know, everything went well. Great match. Solid the match. Young, the young kids from, uh, that, are, that graduated not that long ago from the AEW school in bulking season, good job out there. And uh, next up, we had an intense rules match. A guy who's burned it up in the indies, man, since he's returned to wrestling. Kaplan defeated PCO. That was crazy. And these two guys are nuts. Yeah. And then we had the main event of the evening. The Rip City Shooters. Former AIW Absolute and Intense Champion. Baby Sid. Joshua Bishop. My homeboy. The Maserati. Wes Barkley took on and defeated Matt Cardona in the Philly Marino experience, the current AIW tag team champions. And Matt Cardona is your reigning AIW absolute and intense champion. But there was a mystery partner and they teased it all week. Joshua Bishop did a great job teasing it on social media all week. But when it came down to it, it was a favorite of Ohio. It is a legend in independent wrestling, a legend in backyard wrestling, even mm. as it was one Josh prohibition, of course, he came up with Matt Cross. Uh, he had a back injury. Didn't think I'd see him in the ring. Boy, did he show out and show up. Loved it. Good match. Good good six-way at the end of the day, of course. The Rip City Shooters and Josh Prohibition get the W. And that means Matt Cardona, sooner than later, is going to have to get in there with Joshua Bishop yet again. That's going to be wild. Can't wait for it. Uh, I do have some news that I'll say now. I should be bumping into my good friend JB down in Atlantic City. No. Allegedly, he's bumped nice. on some shows down there. I'm just saying, New Year's Eve. And I can't wait because I'm a big fan of Joshua Bishop. One of my homies. Love him. That wasn't it for IWTV because they had another huge show 
that went down Saturday night, and that was H2O's last November. Of course, H2O, also out of New Jersey, uh, Williams, uh, what is it, Williamsville, New Jersey, or Williamstown, sorry, New Jersey, uh, from the H2O Wrestling Center. And, of course, that's the, uh, the promotion is owned by Matt Tremont. And this was a huge event because this was going to be the end of the war with 440. Want to hear what went down that night? Break it down for me. In the opening contest, Mark Angel defeated Jimmy Lyon. However, unfortunately, uh, thoughts, thoughts and prayers with Jimmy Lyon as he got a piece of glass from a light tube stuck in his eye. Ah, ow. So he was ow. taken to the hospital. It was the last that I heard. Uh, well, that the last I heard that he's doing fine. But piece oh, of glass luckily. stuck in his eye. Uh, that's what happens when you use a light tube, I guess. Jesus. But hopefully, uh, quick uh, going. Uh, next up, we had an H2O tag team title number one contender match. The Lone Rangers, Jeff Cannonball and Mitch Vallon, defeated Alex Stretch and Drew Blood. So they are now your number one contenders for the uh, for the H2O tag team titles. Okay. Uh, we had a 10-man tag team elimination match. You know, Survivor Series style. It's November. The team of Adonis Valero, Bam Sullivan, Gigi Everson, and the Kirks, Brandon and Casey Kirk, defeated the extracted Aiden Bale and Mouse, White Trash Forever, Bruce Gray, Ron Mathis, and Tyler Vox. It was a decent little uh, 10-man tag. Uh, of course, Brandon Kirk, one of the biggest heels in wrestling. Mm. Also one of the trainers at the H2O school. Oh, Very good in the ring. Uh, next up, we had a singles match. 4-4-0 zone. Bobby Beverly defeated Devin Moore via countout. And in that match, Declan Grant got... Well, Declan Grant's white first. And then Declan Grant. Of course, Declan Grant was uh, in the midst of the 4-4-0 H2O war. And then it looked like H2O treated him wrong, so uh, he's the reason why RS RSP retained the title at the last, not the last show, hmm. but the show before that in that cage, because he got he interfered in that match and took out Devin Moore, takes him out again. Interesting, helping Bobby Beverly win. Next up, because of that, Declan Grant started an impromptu three-way dance because Declan Grant was in a match because Chuck Payne defeated Declan Grant and G-Raver in a hard... It was a hard course against. It wasn't yeah, was death match, say. but it was hard course against. I will say this. Chuck Payne came out, started beating up on Declan Grant after the other match was over. G-Raver's music hits. There's no G-Raver. Where's G-Raver? Well, we found out. G-Raver was high above the H2O Wrestling Center, and took probably a 20-foot dive Jesus. onto Chuck Stone, or I'm sorry, Chuck Payne and uh, Declan Grant. <laughs> That's how this match opens. <laughs> He's a wild man. <laughs> it was a great match. Everybody got some blood. You know, yeah. bloodthirsty fans were, went home happy. After that match, there was an intermission, which drove me nuts, and I'll tell you why mm -hmm. at the end. Uh, next up, we had the H2O Tag Team title match. Uh, the tag team champions... Uh, Chris Bradley and Christian Ross defeated the 4-4-0 team of Eddie Only and Gregory Iron. Interesting. Next up, we have the high H2O hybrid title four-way match. Originally, this match was going to be a one-on-one -on -one match between Kennedy Copeland and Charlie Evans. Mm -hmm. However, Charlie Evans, due to sickness or injury, not too sure, took to Twitter and canceled the appearance. Right. In their place, they booked the four-way, so Cope Kennedy Copeland defeated Austin Luke, Billy Starks, and Marcus Mathers to retain the hybrid championship. Most notably, though, I found out young Billy Starks and Marcus Mathers have a little love affair going on. Oh, interesting. And there's some other little girl that's involved, and there's a storyline around it. Hmm. Uh, I was very intrigued by this storyline. 
She went to pass off a note. It brought out uh, some other people. It, it, was, it was intense. So we'll find out where that goes in the future. Okay. They're telling stories down there in H2O. I'm not mad about it. No, that's cool. Next up, we had a, as, as our good friend MLJ would put it, a motherfucking death match. Because the H2O Danny Havoc hardcore title was on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to open it up by saying, and new Danny Havoc, hardcore champion, lucky 13, as he defeated the former champion, Atticus Koger, to take back the Danny Havoc hardcore title. Good match. I did not like the ending. And not just because Atticus lost. Yeah. They went into this whole thing where Atticus tore down the banner on the Hall of Fame of Danny Havoc. He laid it in the ring. He gave another one of his, you know, front face dirty deeds, if you will, to uh, 13, who he beat the hell out of. It should have been the match. He kicked out at one, hit him with the move, and that was it. Uh, I, I just don't like it when matches end like that. I understand the story and the importance, but yeah, the All-Star but... went to Atticus Koger, who uh, killed it on Twitter. By oh, the way, his Twitter is on fire. If you're looking for a Twitter to follow... You need to follow Atticus Koger. Also, if you're looking for uh, videos of uh, what you should be looking for in promos, Atticus Kogar's got you covered as well. Uh, I'm going to read you the tweet that he sent before this match. Mm -hmm. But first, I'm going to read you that he sent two pictures. He sent himself with a belt, and he sent a little note. And the little note read as such. February 15, 2020. I went out after a show to try and show face in parentheses or in, in quotation marks, but I'm not a people person. I deal with a lot of mental health issues that I very rarely talk about. I had to step away and Danny Havoc was the only one to re realize it. He sat down next to me and said, I'm not a people person either. I tried to brush it off and tell him I was just tired. He smiled. We talked for about 10 minutes and he gave me advice. I'll never forget. This is what, da this is what Danny Havoc rest in, rest in peace. Uh, I love Grant a lot. So and this is definitely something he would tell, say to somebody. Mm. So I believe this is real. He said, there is a love-hate relationship with this business. It's okay not to be a people person because very few people, if anyone cares about you in that locker room. I have very few friends. Keep a tight circle. Remember to have fun because this business will kill you if you let it take care of yourself. And like I said, knowing, knowing Danny Havoc, I'm sure he really did say that mm. to young Atticus Coger. However, that's not the insulting part. No. So the way this match got started is that he got tired and said, hey, listen, all you guys run around here and say how great of a friend you are in Danny Havoc and how much you love Danny Havoc, but none of you have tried to take this belt back from me. And then Lucky 13 stepped up. This is what he said. Mind you, this is the day of the fight. It's sad that I had to call out one of Danny Havoc's friends to challenge me and fight in his honor instead of them coming to me. The more I think about that, it makes sense. You're about as here for him now as you were when he was alive. I'll see you tomorrow, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> Kogar is such an amazing heel. Oh, he's brutal. Yeah. But he wasn't wrong, and I, I thought that was perfect. And if you ever want to look something up that'll really make you uh, realize how good he is on the mic, just type in Atticus Koger, Colby Carino. Yeah. You've been warned, though. Mm-hmm. But that leads us to the main event of the evening. For the H2O Heavyweight Championship of the World in a no-rope barbed wire lumberjack match. Reasons. Your champion RSP going up against the founder and owner of H2O, Matt Tremont. Now, first of all, Matt Tremont coming off a month ago, coming out of the Onita match, mm -hmm. where, for better or for worse, got taken advantage of and burnt to shit. You could see the skin grafts on his arm. Yeah. That was disgusting. Secondly... 
Secondly, they had an intermission earlier. It took forever for them to set up the barbed wire. They had a great video package, by the way. I did like their November Rain mm -hmm. video package where they showed the entire 440 uh, H2O war, if you will. Liked it. Yeah. So to bring you guys up to speed, basically where this match came from is upon two events ago, because not counting the one where he was in the Trent Thunder Stadium where Onita and um, Matt fought on Halloween. Mm -hmm. The event before that, RSP was put into a cage match against three other men. And he came out victorious. I mentioned Declan Grant coming into play there earlier. At the end of that match, Tremont came back out, came out and said, look into my eyes at the last November, I am going to challenge you for the H2O championship. I'm back I'm coming out of retirement to take my belt back. So here we are mm -hmm. now in between. There was Onita at the end of this match, your new H2O champion, Matt Tremont. I did not. I know a lot of people for story wise, there was a lot going on. The, 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 there was a big, you know, it, it was nice. It was hardcore. Uh, you know, barbed wire involved. The Lumberjacks finally did what you'd expect them to do and everybody imploded and Matt Tremont did a dive out of the ring and took out everybody, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's where I kind of didn't like the end because it felt like what happened with Tremont with Onita was happening to RSP, who has said he wants to retire from death matches. As a matter of fact, he said he wasn't he was done with them already. I feel like he did this one just for Matt. Right. Just out of respect. And they broke out two full boxes of light tubes. And Tremont proceeded to smash pretty much each and every one of them over the head of RSP. Then they brought out a bundle. And then he dropped, he DDT'd him on the bundle. Then they brought out a bigger bundle. And he DDT'd him on that one before getting the pin. I was like, this is a little overdone. A little much. Whatever. Not my biggest problem with it, but whatever. New champion. Cool. Comes back. Takes the belt. Nobody else could get the job done in over 200 days. Get it. So what happens next is a mystery. So first of all, RSP gets up, and this part I did like, and holds his hand out to shake it. By this time, 440 is back in the ring. Atticus is losing his mind. Don't shake his hand. Fuck this guy, et cetera, et cetera. And he gets 440 to get him out of the ring. So he holds out his hand. He starts saying things like, I swear to Grant, I won't do anything. I, you know, I just want to shake your hand. You're the better man. So he shakes his hand. He puts the belt over Tremont's shoulder because he had grabbed the belt. And then he gives him a hug. So it's over. Mm -hmm. RSP, Tremont, it's over. But then Tremont gets on the microphone. And he says, this belt is for everybody. All the members of H2O. This has been a fun. And you know what? We're not going to fire 440. They're welcome here. They're welcome to be part of our family. But the war is over. And then he says, and I quote, I, as of right now, I'm relinquishing the H2O Wrestling Championship. I'm relinquishing it, puts it down. Then goes, but I'm not retiring. At the next show, I'm challenging, and not because he's in 440, but I have a lot of respect for Bobby Beverly. So at the next show, I'm going to wrestle Bobby Beverly. But at the next show, we're going to have an eight man tournament to decide the new H2O champion. And I go, so. <laughs> hmm. and then there was a lot more talking it made no sense but anyways it goes so RSP holds the belt nobody can beat him a bunch of people try Chuck Payne tries Declan Grant tries everybody in their locker room fucking tries Devin Moore Lucky 13 they all try Matt Tremont has to come back because none of the young kids could do it so the retired guy who's been beaten down including being lit on fire in his first match back has to come back to vanquish 
RSP. Yeah. After he vanquishes RSP, though, he goes, you know what? The young guys deserve this belt, so I relinquish this belt. And everybody, there's a lot of people who are cheering this. I'm going, man, he just made that belt worthless. Because basically you're saying that these young guys have to compete for a belt that they couldn't win. You had to come back to win it. And now you're giving them the scraps because they couldn't get the job done. I don't know. Am I wrong or am I looking too no, much? No. I just, logically, I was like, this was, I don't, I didn't like it. You know, like I, I caught some stills of this because I, I didn't get a chance to catch it with you. But everything I, I saw from this, if you were going to hit a reset button, I think you would do it for this match. I think Matt was, in my opinion, pushing himself too hard to come back from the Onita thing to finish this off, which I, I, I applaud the show must go on mentality, but I just don't think that he was ready to go for this one. And I think that doing the storyline how they did it, you're supposed to be hitting the reset for your company, but it's like, why? Just how that, just how that post-match speech went. It was all over the place. There wasn't any clear-cut reasoning behind it. And I know it's wrestling, and I get that, but still, there has to be some kind of logic behind it to really sell it to the crowd. And I just think this was kind of all over the place, and it just did not resonate with me. Like when you when you know you were telling me about this, and then you showed me, I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, I, I'm I'm baffled myself. Uh, but once again. We'll see where they go. Of course, next month they're going to – it's going down Christmas weekend. So I think it's the day after Christmas because Christmas mm. is on a Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's the day after Christmas. Don't quote me, but it is – it, they said Christmas weekend, so I'm assuming the day after Christmas. Yeah. Pat says, this feels like when we got rid of the authority in WWE, you only get them back a month later. It makes zero sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It just was a weird way. To me, it made it feel like they cheapened the belt. I could be wrong. Well, you know, you have that such great storyline going with RSP, and then just to win it and the hit reset, it, just, it, it, it you're right, it does cheapen it. I hate saying it, but it's true. Yeah, I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get why that would be the thing. But whatever, teach their own. But that was a great week. There was a great weekend of indie wrestling on IWTV. You can check out all the stuff on demand, including new stuff coming out each and every week. I do know, and I think you're going to be with us this week. They are premiering, it already happened, but they're premiering the uh, promotion Dream from Australia. Oh, okay. Uh, which stands for Death Rules Everything Around Me. It's a deathmatch promotion in Australia. They're doing their first tournament that just went down. It was pretty fucking phenomenal from what I, I might have heard from people. So I'll be checking that out when it comes out because I think it's 10 p.m. on Tuesday that it premieres, but it's on demand. After right. That. So uh, that's one of the things coming up in this weekend. There's a lot of great action, and I know there's some things that are going to be added and taken away. I'm looking forward most to next weekend. December the 10th, because West Coast Pro puts on a hell of a show. Mm -hmm. All right, Ken M., are you ready to talk about this next promotion? Because you usually are. Let's go. New Japan, King of Sports, and we're doing an update. First of all, let's talk Tag League 2021. Here are the updated standings from this previous week. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, tied in last place with zero points. 0-5, both of these teams are. Uh, Tomoka Hamana and Togi Makabe. And, of course, Minoru Suzuki and Takamichi Noku. That's a little surprising to me. Uh, I'm with you there. Uh, next up, uh, with two points, 1-4, the team of Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask, so the veterans department. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we have a two-way tie, both with four points, 2-3. Uh, the teams of Satoshi Kojima and Tenzan and uh, the Bullet Club team of y Yujiro Takahashi and Evil. Okay. Next up, we have a one, two, three 
place tie, four place ties. Sorry, with six points, all three and two. Uh, the team, the uh, United Empire team of Great Okan and Aaron Henry, uh, the Chaos team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, the uh, Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens, and the other Bullet Club team, Tamatanga Tangaloa, the Gorillas of Destiny. Let's go. In second place, we have a two-way tie. Four and one. Both have eight points. The Suzuki Goon team of Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. And the in the Chaos team now, because I forgot Tanahashi joined Chaos, of the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toriyano, of all people. Hmm. And in first place, with a 5-0 record, 10 points, LIJ, sole-represented team, Sonata and Tetsuo Naito. Let's go. Uh, res- uh, action will resume this coming, uh, actually Tuesday night, uh, November 30th. Uh, well, actually Tuesday morning, so in the middle of the night for us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Tag League, uh, Naito and Sonata will take on Great Okan and Aaron Henry. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toriyano taking on Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Those are two of the matches happening that night. Both have great implications because, most, mind you, those all those teams are either tied for second or first place. you got to think it's an eliminator. It could be. Somebody could be out of the runnings real quick. But uh, that's not the only action going down in town, is no, it, Ken? No, 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 no. Because at the same time, Best of the Super Juniors is happening. Would you like to uh, find out what's going on with that? Let's talk about it, shall we? All right. In last place, we got two people tied. Both are two and five with four points. Master Wado and Doki. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a one, two, three, four, four-way tie, all with six points, three and four records. And that would be Yo, El Phantasmo, Robbie Eagles, and Bushi. Surprises that for Phantasmo. We have uh, one person with a 3-3-1 three, three, and one record with seven points, and that, of course, is former champion, ticking time by Hamuru Takahashi. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have a 1-2-3 place tie for third, all with eight points with a 4-3 record, the legendary Rasuke Taguchi, the bone soldier from Bullet Club Taiji Ishimori, and, of course, uh, Suzuki-Goon Kanemura. Kanemura, sorry, I said it wrong. Uh, next up in second place with a 4-2-1 with nine points, your current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, El Desperado. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, in first place, 6-1, Bullet Club's Killer Show. 12 points. Surprised at that. You know, show and surprised. yo, Rapongi 3K broke up, and show definitely had the better of it. He's gone to, on to Bullet Club, and he's owning it right now. Of course, the action starts back up at uh, NJPW uh, Super Juniors on the 3rd of December. And uh, there's some interesting matches on that one as well because Yo versus El Desperado. That could be fun. And uh, Hamaru Takahashi versus Taguchi. Show goes against El Phantasmo, Battle of the Bullet Club. I'm excited about that one. So that's going to be some stuff coming up. And uh, check it out, man. Uh, NJPW.com for all of your... Or no, sorry. NJPWworld.com mm-hmm. for all of your viewing of NJPW stuff. I, I get so excited about it. I, I can't hold back, Ken. It's that time of year. We're, we're building to Wrestle Kingdom. I was going to say, the road is on. The winner of the tag tournament will get the tag title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. The winner of the uh, Best of Super Juniors will get a junior weight title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. And we already know the main event mm-hmm. of night one and night two. That's a, good, that's a great thing about uh, New Japan. You know going in, this is how the pieces fall. In night two, we're going to find out who the undisputed IWGP World Heavyweight Champion truly is. Yeah. Because that's the night that Will Osprey gets to take on the winner. And whoever wins that has got to be the undisputed champion because Will Osprey says he's champion. 
Got to get claim. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose that belt. Somebody's walking home with that. He didn't lose that belt. But I know nobody wants to give that shit up either, man. Don't do you blame him? Because no. think about it. The Rainmaker, Okada, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. He's going to go up against Shingo Tagagi, who was who was before he came to New Japan. He was the best wrestler in Japan, not in New Japan. Yeah. And now look at him. And he's been there for a few years in LIJ, World Heavyweight Champion now. And there's always that question mark over his head because of Will Osprey and his injury. Yeah. Now, Wrestle Kingdom answers first everything. First he has to first he has to defeat Okada, then he has to beat Osprey. To prove that he was the real world champion. Mm-hmm. But that's not an easy task to beat Okada and Osprey. In the same way. And if Okada wins, that feud with him and Osprey is still hot and heavy. Yes. And they fight over the undisputed title. There's no way they would go for a triple threat the night two. I, no, I no, no. It'll be there'll be a clear cut winner night one. Mm-hmm. There'll be a clear cut winner night two. I just it, it Wrestle Kingdom never ceases to amaze me how big of a night they can pull off, how much they can pull in. And once again they do it this year. Mm-hmm. Very big, by the way. Very big. Because a lot's going to be told that night. A lot. And uh, I, I for one, am excited to, to, to watch it. NJP, NJPWworld.com, man. Make sure you're there. Make sure you're tuned in, toned into it, because you're not going to want to miss any of that action. Uh, if you've never given it a chance before, this is the perfect time Prime to give time it a shot, it. because we're coming into December and January, and it's going to be Wrestle Kingdom time. And is there a better time of the year to be to watch New Japan than Wrestle Kingdom? The answer to that is no. No. <laughs> I watch it year round, mm-hmm. but if you want to try it out, Wrestle Kingdom's the time, and now it's two days. So the fourth and fifth of January, woo! A lot going on. All right, Ken M. We're gonna take our final break. If you're watching on stream, you're gonna see information for the Three Fenders podcast. Hell yeah! But if you're at home and on stream, you're going to hear our good friend Second Suitor. And because it's snowing again, yeah. <laughs> I am going to play uh, one of our favorite songs. It's called Sprinkles. And uh, make sure you support Second Suitor on Bandcamp, YouTube Music, and Spotify. When we come back, you got to love it. And if you don't love it, you got to learn to love it. GCW is here to stay. And they've had the biggest week in wrestling. So that is why they deserve the main event spot. We will be right back. Go away. I can't feel my face. 
Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! That's right, it's time to rumble! It's time for the main event of this week's episode of 607TWS. And we are ending, and like I said, the main event doesn't always mean it has to be one of the major companies like... Mm. WWE or AEW or New Japan. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's just who is the biggest news of the week. And I am hard-pressed. And I mean this, not just as a fan. Just in general, from my time in the business, from everything else, to think of a company who's had this big of a week as GCW. What I would compare it to is like the announcement of AEW wrestling. Mm -hmm. Going into like the first pay-per-view. All in time. Even before that. You know, it's a big week. This reminds me in a lot of ways of a WrestleMania news quality type week for, for GCW because a lot has happened. And maybe some of you aren't familiar. Maybe you only experiences with GCW or when we're talking about it. I really do encourage you guys to check out this product. I understand you're going to hear a lot. There's death matches and this and that. And yes, there is. But you can ignore the death match if you don't like it. Or you can give it a shot because trust me, at GCW, a death match does consume, consist of real wrestling just with glass, light tubes, and etc. But not every show has them because of safe bet for if you to check it out as a New York show because it's not legal for you to do death matches, so mm -hmm. you don't. But even so, if you just even if you just ignore it for that match, you'll see some great storytelling and great matches, and anybody who I've shown it to has pretty much become a fan. This is true. Case in point, yours truly, because I always knew about GCW, but until I actually sat down and watched the product, I wasn't fully sold on it, and I was actually blown away by it. I was shown one of the most yeah. <laughs> hardcore death matches <laughs> possible, Jimmy Lloyd and G. Raver in the glass ceiling match, but I got warm to it. I saw the athleticism that the performers are doing there, the storytelling, the way they were building up with Matt Cardona and Nick Gage and you see about when that payoff happened at homecoming. And I remember having a watch party because I couldn't make it down to Atlantic City. And the reaction that room had, of, and these are all new people watching GCW for the first time, everybody was blown away by it. I, I was actually in Atlantic City in the carousel room for homecoming night one. Mm -hmm. I was there when Cardona versus Nick Gage and the energy. I've been to WrestleMania. And I, the best way to describe the energy in that room, and I understand at MetLife at WrestleMania 35, there was 83,000 people. Sure. And I understand that inside the uh, carousel room, there's only a little over 1,000. But the electricity, the energy felt like WrestleMania. Well, the one thing that GCW does is for anybody that's looking for that ECW vibe, that it, a true alternative to what you're seeing on Monday and Wednesday nights, this is it. And like Richard Suchbon, I've been to WrestleMania too, and it's a unique energy. But even watching at home, I could sense what was going on and the buzz going on in that crowd and just how the fans were embracing every match going on, let alone when that main event hit. And you had to think that would be, what, three and a half hours into a show. Mm -hmm. You would have thought it was the first match on the night because of how much everybody kicked in and was just energized for the main event. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, Lou says that Edge referenced the Miz comment from AEW. Edge just blamed Miz for Morrison's getting fired. Damn. Damn. That's crazy. Mm. WWE doing real life now. Uh, so with that being said, at the end of this, we are going to talk about the shows coming up this weekend. So it's a good time to check them out. We'll give you all that information in a minute. But before then, I said a huge news week because it was. Uh, first of all, tickets went on sale for their return to Atlantic City for Till, Till Infinity, which will be on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And then the first show of the year, which, of course, is Till the Death or To for, Die For. To Die For, sorry. I said it backwards. Die For This. Yeah, die, something like yeah. that. No, it's Die For This. Thank you. I've said it backwards the first time. Sorry. So Die For This, which is on January 1st, which I have procured my tickets for myself, Big Natty Cool and Crazy Curtis Gaming, will be in Atlantic City in the Carousel Room, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming just like last year, uh, the show will purposely end after midnight mm-hmm. on New Year's Day. Uh, New Year's Eve, sorry. Uh, obviously. I'm assuming also we'll get a JCW or a hybrid or both announcements, so I'll probably be picking up tickets to one of those great shows as well for that weekend. But that's not the imp- that that's important because it's a big show. It's a home home base is Atlantic City at the Showboat in the Carousel Room. Always a great time. But of course, we remember because of a comment made by somebody who still has remained nameless. I'm interested to find out who that is. I have some theories, but I will talk to him off air because I don't want to yeah, spread yeah, yeah, theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get you. We don't, we don't uh, like right doing now, that fake until stuff. I can, I can, until I can confirm or get a more clear. But I have a big theory, actually. So somebody made the comment that they saw a million GCWs come and go. Brett Lauderdale, who is a very confident person, said, you know what? We've killed ourselves here. We have one of the best fan bases in wrestling, if not the best fan base in his opinion, which mm-hmm. he should feel that way. I, I'm glad to be a member of it. And he said, fuck them. We're going to show them. And they booked the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City for January 23rd, Sunday, January 23rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tickets for, I'm on their Patreon. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So I had an early code, thankfully. Yeah. Because tickets for us went on sale on Monday at 11 a.m. Uh, by the way, Patreon did not sell out the tickets. Most tickets were still available. Over half, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, I would say maybe thirty percent of the tickets were pre-sale for patrons. That means seventy percent of the tickets went on sale at Wednesday at noon. Mm-hmm. By Thanksgiving night, ten p.m., it was official. GCW sold out the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Huge! Not only did they sell it out, they had added an extra hundred tickets. Not only that, but when they designed the seating, they designed the seating as such that it was allowing more seats than had ever been in the Hammerstein for a wrestling show previous. Okay? Mm -hmm. Who has run the Hammerstein? WWE. Yep. Monday Night Raw emanated from there at the beginning of the careers. ECW Stronghold. Including WWE ECW, who shot some TV shows there. And then, of course, you know, a couple shows called One Night Stand. Right. Ring of Honor has made it a stronghold. GCW with this sellout is officially the highest ticket sell of all time of any venue, concert, anything at the Hammerstein Ballroom. They have sold more tickets and sold it out than anybody. Congratulations to Brett Lauderdale, to all the wrestlers, employees, and everything else of GCW for once again shoving it in the haters' faces that the revolution is real, and there really is a third company in the United States of America. Now, I don't believe the Monday Night Wars are back, but back then there was three companies. Mm-hmm. There was the two main companies, 
WWF and WCW, and then there was ECW. And I'm not saying GCW is ECW, but I am saying we now once again have two major companies in the United States in WWE and AEW, and now we have the legit third company in GCW. Amazing. Well, we have the two major companies, but we have a true alternative to what you see on Monday and Wednesdays. And this is true. If you tune into G- any GCW show, you're getting a different product than what you've seen. Huge news, new stuff. I also heard GCW merch had a huge weekend. I know they sold out of a lot of their Black Friday and Cyber Monday exclusives, including the fact that yours truly was in the line. I can't say what I bought some of his Christmas gifts. Mm. Yours truly was in the line, and I couldn't get some of the things. I was trying to buy some other people's stuff, and I couldn't. So sorry, Ken, I didn't get you uh, what I wanted to get you because I was gonna, I was gonna buy you something from it. I appreciate but it, but it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the thing that I wanted for you. And mind you, I was there at 10.02. I checked out by 10.06. I'm not joking. No, I believe it. Six minutes in some of the more popular stuff. I, I did squeak out with a shirt for myself. And I did squeak out with some gifts for some other person. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guess who it was. No, I'm sure it. you know. No, I, I ain't saying it out loud. Yeah, I know yeah. he's going to listen, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have to know. So anyways, that being said. Great weekend for him on the news front, selling out shows, making things happen. But it was also a big weekend for him because Sunday night, and I know me and you both watched it on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube mm-hmm. channel. By the way, check out the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. A lot of great promos, a lot of great free matches of the week. Plus, also, you can see all the JCW shows. And now, after this Saturday, Sunday night, we got L.A. Fights. Lou, can can get shot? Well, technically... I, I, I wish I got him something, but I, I probably will pick him up something in Hammerstein or Atlantic City or both. Plus, I also, I'm up on him anyways. I did buy him a GCW plant shirt. This is true. So he did get a GCW shirt for me already. So I appreciate the concern. I, thank you, Lou, for the concern, but I will take care of Ken because probably what I wanted to get him, I can probably, I, the reason why I wasn't too worried about it is I probably can buy it in Atlantic City at worst Hammerstein because I know they're coming with a lot of merch. Mm, oh, yeah, absolutely. So... Yes, he's a Bills fan. He's used to pain. Yes, Pad, for the defense. By the way, I just want to throw it out there. You're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Pad's lord. Always he's got not, my, I was going to say, he's not wrong. Pad, Pad's always got my back. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I was pretty sure what I wanted to get for him, they probably will have in stock in Atlantic City. Hammerstein at the worst. Yeah. Because, trust me, they're gearing up, and Brett said this much, because as a patron, I get to hear the GCW podcast that features Brett Lauderdale, and man, he has made a lot of promises, and he's kept all of them. They've added Fat Guy shirts to the website, Ooh! so uh, I did get myself a shirt, because uh, I, I really wanted the one GCW exclusive Black Friday shirt that I got in my cart, thankfully. Oh, nice. And uh, I got it in the 4X, because I'm a big guy. So I was very happy about that, because before, you could only get 3X. But he did promise in a chat on the Patreon that the largest and the smallest fans would be represented. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. He also did promise us that the exclusive shirts for Hammerstein will also be available on GCW merch because they probably can't carry enough to make sure that all of us have in the size they want. So as long he will promise that any of us who want them will be able to order them online, which means anybody not there will also be able to order them. Trust me, they're going to be awesome shirts. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Lou says nothing lonelier than a medium-sized shirt at a wrestling show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's it's hard to it's it. Those are always easy to find. Usually they don't sell out online, which I was surprised about. All sizes sold out for for the shirt, so I was like, holy shit, people are going in tonight. 
But let's get back to the big thing, LA Fights. Mm-hmm. They had their first event this Sunday. It was on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Once again, sign up for that because you get all JCW and LA Fights now shows. Me and Ken were watching it live. Yes. Let's go through, and uh, I, I just want to briefly talk about it because all of these are going to be new names to our fans. They were new names to us for the most part. There's a few names I There's know, a couple names that we recognize. But a lot of these people, and I want to say up front, there was a little bit of audio problems at times. There was a little bit of video problems. The lighting was a little the lighting off. when they went to hard camp side. But I think I think the kinks need to be worked out. But overall, the in-ring performances were good. And your commentators for LA Fights, by the way, are the legendary Ron Funches and two-time, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Sean X-Pac Waltman. They killed it. And it was great commentating. And by the way, I, I, I see you and I hear you, Ron Funches, in... In in Atlantic City, I'm going to get everybody out the JCW faithful at the show together, and we are going to chant "fuck LA fights." By the way, so fuck Ron Funches. You want a war? You asked for a war. We got the East Coast Ace Jordan Oliver. We already won. You just don't know you're dead in the water yet. It's not wrong. Let's let there be a GCW Coast War because LA fights is the GCW West Coast affiliate. Mm-hmm. JCW is the East Coast affiliate. Let's go. Never, Let's go. It never worked out for the West Coast Avengers when they wanted to go against the real team. Just saying. That's what it ain't gonna work out here either. Mm-hmm. We got young, dumb, and broke. Who do they got? Who they bait? <laughs> uh Pat says Ron Funch is a national treasure. He absolutely is. And he also is 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 uh he lost his, his only wrestling match though. He did. But for right now, I can Paul, see him coming back. Paul Shear did did interfere though. Yes. To be fair. All right. Let's talk about LA fights though. Let's do it. <laughs> Before we let the wheels completely fall off. Uh, this came to you from Los Angeles, California's from the Don Quixote, and they will be back in January. I do believe it was January 17th. I could have the date wrong. We'll make sure we double it down, but I do want to say it was the 17th or 16th, something like that. I want to say it's the 16th. Uh, we'll get it to you, but the next show is in January. So your opening contest was Adrian Quest defeated Lucas Riley. Both of these two were young wrestlers, very young. Mm-hmm. Both of them were very good. Very solid opener. That got the crowd going, and I mean, they did their job what they needed to do. The next man we have seen in West Coast Pro Wrestling, so I know both me and you are familiar with him, Titus Alexander. Oh my he God. came up with Starboy Charlie, and actually is having a feud with him, although Charlie's now injured. He defeated Damian Drake, or no, sorry, he defeated Midas Creed. How did you feel about Creed and uh, Impressed. Alexander? Impressed top to bottom. Creed took one of the nastiest power bombs I think I've seen in recent memory, and man, they put on a performance. I was sold. I was like, okay, this this, this could be the vibe. Let's go. That match was great, although I do not think it was match tonight. Believe it or not, match tonight I think was the next match. Former yeah. tag team partners as Matt Vandegraaff defeated Damian Drake. 12 minutes and one second. These two guys, wow. They wanted to tell a story. They told a story. I was not familiar with them. I am now. Wow. Both wow. of them wrestle out of FSW in Las Vegas. Yep. Boy, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on both of these guys. Yeah, they per- Phenomenal. Amazing match. And my pick for match tonight. Not saying that there was... All, all these matches were good. I want to yeah, throw yeah. it out there. I there did not a see match. a bad match. However, that match just did it for me. Next match. When you talk about two big bulls Yo. beating the shit out of one another, you need to talk about our boy Juicy Finale as he defeated Bad, bad Dude Tito. Tito. 
By the way, the last time we saw a bad dude, Tito, it was on a GCW show. Or no, it was at uh, Bloodsport, Blood which Sport. is still a GCW show. And uh, we found out the night before, some guy smacked his girlfriend in front of bad dude, Tito. And bad dude, Tito, Tito, from the ring, jumped out, pinned the dude to the ground, ground and made sure that he was arrested by the police. Yeah. During a match. <laughs> Kudos to him, man. <laughs> and trust me, if you see bad dude, Tito. Yeah, you don't fuck with him. You ain't going to fuck with him. Uh, next up, we had a great six-man scramble after intermission. Jay Vidal, the baddest bitch. I, that is actually yeah, that was, yeah. her nickname, technically. Identifies as her, so mm-hmm. we will respect that, obviously. Defeated D-Rogue, Hunter Freeman, Judas, Little Cholo, and Ray Rojas. By the way, Ray Rojas and Little Cholo are legends in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see both of them. Yeah, this was a great scramble match, keeping up with the flair that you watch when you see GCWs. Like, this got the crowd back into it after intermission. Solid match top to bottom. The next match, the only thing I can say about it was a little long, but I still liked it. It was a women's division match. Delilah Doom defeated Maserati. I did like both of them, but it was 18 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I think that at times we could have probably cut about five minutes and it would have been sure. better. I could see that. The only thing that threw me off is Delilah Doom wrestles. Is she She's basically like the female Richard Simmons. Is what I get from yeah, her gimmick. that's what they were trying to sell. But her name is Delilah Doom. I was like, shouldn't she like have like a Dr. Doom gimmick or a goth chick gimmick? Like, I feel like with that name, the gimmick doesn't fit. Yeah, they were trying to spin it like she was like the evil Richard Simmons. Yeah, but I, I know, like, but it didn't come across though. It was like a Delilah Doom, maybe like Delilah Dread or Delilah Simmons or something like that. I could see. Yeah, I just don't know. The name just seemed. It, once again, I'm being nitpicky, but I just if I was somebody in her ear, I'd be like, "Can we work on the name?" Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you're working a gimmick that it's it's working against itself. Yeah, I'll give you that. Next, we know these next two guys, both very popular wrestlers. Very good match, by the way. Of course. Our friend Jack Cartwheel defeating Brandon Gadsden, who was a young gunner back, was destroying stuff in PWG and Ring of Honor, retired for a little while, came back, and he's been hitting home runs. Him and Jack Cartwheel had a barn burner. Yeah, absolutely. Tore the place down. Fantastic match. But the main event of the evening, there could only be one person. If you're on the West Coast, Mm -hmm. there is only one person who should be main eventing your show. And that, of course, is the Dark Sheik. Hell yeah. And she defeated Sandra Moon in 14 minutes, 51 seconds. This was a great match. Sandra Moon, I've seen her on w, uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. She is now an Impact, so I've seen yep. her in Impact match. She is a very good up-and-comer. Dark Sheik helped her out a lot. It looked really good. Dark yeah, Sheik's great. This was a great main event. They definitely closed the first night down of LA fights in style. And what can you say about Dark Sheik? Listen, if you don't know Dark Sheik, get familiar. Hell yeah. Dark Sheik is great. Mm-hmm. She is the West Coast Nick Gage for all time. Not not because she does death. She does do some death yeah, matches. Yeah, she does. But she's not known for the death match. But she gets the Nick Gage pop when she comes out. Yeah. And Don, the Don Quixote was going ballistic mm-hmm. for Dark Sheik, as it? they should. Yeah, absolutely. It was rightfully deserved. Dark Sheik also has her own uh, company, Hood Slammed, mm-hmm. out there on the uh, West Coast, so... Check that out as well. All right, all that talking. We got two more things to talk about because, like I told the people before, if you're looking for a chance to watch GCW, you have one this weekend. Yes. GCW is back on Friday and Saturday nights. Start And, of course, there is a bundle. You can watch it on fight.tv. Get the bundle because it makes it cheaper on both shows if you get the bundle. And you won't regret it. But they are back with two shows starting Friday night. The uh, December 3rd, 
with GCW So High from the Houston Premier Arena in Houston, Texas. Uh, I do believe it has, I want to say it's an 8 It's an eight p.m. or 9 p.m. Eastern time start time. Uh, but on this list, it always is wrong, so I don't want to give you the guarantee. But I do believe it's 8 or 9 p.m. start time. Go check and see if you can find it on Fight. Yep. I'm going to start breaking down the card, though. Singles match. We got Alex. Oh, sorry. Lou says, can we maybe just get a War Games from Ken in honor of War Games this weekend? I forgot War Games is coming this weekend. War Games. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Uh, so we got uh, Alex Zane versus Ninja fucking Mac. Take my money now. <laughs> just fuck yeah. Uh, continuing storyline just announced this week as well. Atticus Kogar taking on Nick Wayne. Atticus Kogar is doing that long-term setup. This with him and Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver in the mix. This is, you want to talk long, long-term long booking? This is what we're getting. Uh, if I got to call a winner, I'll say Nick Wayne, but uh, Kogar will have the last laugh. I uh, see if Wayne wins, I think Jordan Oliver is going to be in there, but uh, I really do think that the win is going to go to uh, Atticus Kogar because they build up the feud between him and Jordan Oliver further. Nick Wayne, of course, 16 years old. Next up is one of the matches of the weekend, and the reason, another reason you should buy this fight. Tony Deppin goes one on one with the Ring of Honor World Champion Bandito. Seriously, just take my money. Like, how good is this going to be? By the by, the way, to interject, it is 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, thank you so much. So that's going to be for both nights because they both have the same runtime. Yep. Uh, so then up next, we have a six-man tag team match. On one team, we got Demonic Flamata, Gringo Loco, and Lowrider taking on ASF, Chris Carter, and Drago Kid. Some Lucha Libre in the his I, house. I was going to say, that's going to be a phenomenal match. Next up, the Dirty South knows these guys well. The Bounty Hunter, Brian Keith, is teaming with Mysterious Q to take on the second gear crew team of Matthew Justice and the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray. This is going to be some ass whooping in that one. Second gear crew all day. I'll tell you what's going to be a barn burner. Next up, the queen of the death match. And I feel comfortable saying that. Sadika takes on daddy. She goes one-on-one with Effie. That's going to be a great match. Ali Ketch steps in there with Gino Medina. And last but certainly not least, Loco title match. Your champion, Dante Leone, taking on Jack Cartwheel. Batting down the hatches on that one. There's going to be a lot of high flying and going on in that one. Now, night two is not announced as much. We don't have all the matches yet. We have a lot of them, but we don't have all of them. But here's what we do have. Night two is coming to you on Saturday, December the 4th, 9 p.m. Eastern time, as Ken just pointed out, mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Central. From Dallas, Texas, at the Irvin Arena. In a singles match, we have Ali Catch versus Thunder Rosa. Match of the year candidate. Fact. I'm just going to say it right now. Possible match of the year candidate. We got da, uh, Doma, Demonic Flamita versus Tony Deppin. That's going to be a barn burner. We got the official return to GCW of the Duke, John Wayne Murdoch. <laughs> and he's going to go up against a different kind of boy. Stinky boy, Jimmy Lloyd. <sighs> that... <laughs> That should be an interesting match. Uh, I'm waiting to see Murdoch's reaction from the GCW faithful. Uh, singles match. We have Joey Janela versus ASF. 
That'll be a solid match. Dude, ASF is impressive as shit. Yeah, if you're not familiar. Young kid out of the West Coast. Very good. He's now traveling a lot more with GCW, even coming out to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. They're big on him, and I don't blame him. Super good. And Janela is going to be a good name test for him. Yes. By the way, Lou says, damn, only $20.99 for both nights? I'm in. Yeah. Trust me, me and Ken will be watching both nights as well. Yeah. And I know Big Natty Cool is joining us at least for Saturday. Yeah, Saturday is going to be a loaded day. Guess we haven't even had everything announced yet. I can tell you right now, I have a new match that we're going to announce, the last one we're going to tell, but we know that Blake Christian is returning. Mm -hmm. I do believe he's also going to be on Friday somewhere, so that still hasn't been announced. Also, we have uh, Charlie Evans coming, and who else knows? Because trust me, they've only announced one, two, three, four, and I'm going to tell you the fifth match that they just announced today. Oh, my God. So that yeah. means there's a lot more. Pat says, Ken, Brian Kelly is leaving Notre Dame, and Coach is taking it about as well as you'd expect it. Breaking news, by the way. Oh, I can't wait to see Twitter after the show about that one. But the last match, by the way, Lou, if you haven't seen it already, <laughs> the GCW World Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Your champion, Dem Boys, the Briscoes, are taking on the Texas team of Dante Leone and Ninja fucking Mac. This is going to be the main event, hands down, in my opinion. Ninja fucking Mac, Dante Leone, and them boys. Holy shit. Dude, all this and more. And I'm going to tell you what, if you're not tuned into this one, December 17th, they'll be back. And uh, that's in Los Angeles, California. And uh, let's just say one of the main events out there in selling points, Blake Christian, formerly, what was he in NXT again? Uh, Trey Baxter? Yes. If you've never seen him on the indies, you've never really seen him. He's phenomenal. I will tell you if you can look it up and find it. Blake Christian versus Leo Rush. Yes. From, uh, I do believe it, if it wasn't, I do want to say it was a spring break, but I could be wrong. It could have been a different show. But it was phenomenal. It was Blake Christian's last match in the Indies mm -hmm. against the Blackheart. By the way, Blackheart Leo Rush even. Yes. Not just regular Leo Not Rush. man of the time, no. Man of the hour was not there. Uh, Lou says Briscoes are worth 21 alone. Exactly, exactly. And let me just tell you, Blake Christensen's taking on Bandito in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's going to be out of control. <laughs> the week before is, is uh, Best in the World, which we'll be talking about next week. The last Ring of Honor show until at least the spring, from what we know, April. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so coming off of Best in the World, Bandito versus Blake Christian. It's going to be phenomenal. There's so much announced. Also, we got announced the Cardonas yep, versus Bussy. Bussy. In Los Angeles. We thought that was coming to Atlantic City or New York. I I was banking that was Hammerstein. Yeah, no, not so much. It's going to be happening. Go down. By the way, announcements for Hammerstein? We didn't even get to those yet. How about them boys are locked for Hammerstein? Mm -hmm. huh? But you want to know what the biggest name locked for Hammerstein? Making his return to Game Changer Wrestling. About to show the world what he really can do. Because if you haven't seen him on the indies ever, this is your treat. He is the heart and soul of all elite wrestling and i i fucking mean that eddie fucking kingston returns the mad king is back he is going to go nuts in his hometown in new york city in the hammerstein ballroom by the way returning starting in in and i do believe starting in los angeles as well going all the way through the atlantic city shows and the hammerstein deathmatch extraordinaire 23 years old drew parker yes australian or no english born drew parker if you're not familiar with him that kid can go <laughs> Lou goes, you sold me, hope you get a cut. Hey, I, I wish I got a cut too, but you know what? I just am happy to, you know, the thing is, Lou, and I, I just want to say this. I know Ken is, 
we're passionate and we say we always want to be positive. And so I always want to give people an alternative. And there's a lot of great things. That's why we talk up independentwrestling.tv. Mm-hmm. That's why we talk about other independent companies that you can go watch. That's why we, you know, as long as they're available. I love PWG, but the reason I don't talk too much about it is because you'll it'll, it'll take you forever to see the fucking event. Yeah. Like the one bad part about PWG is that they won't stream because for some reason, Super Dragon is opposed to it. And it takes them like four months to get the DVD out. So it's hard to watch PWG. And that's the bad part because they have great contests. Mm-hmm. But then you have stuff like GCW who has, you know, there's two satellite companies and JCW and LA Fights that they put on their YouTube channel. You have them on Fight.TV usually every other week about. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, you got to pay, you know, for the double weekend, you know, me and Ken, you know, we're paying 20, sometimes 24 bucks. Like on the bigger weekends, 26. It doesn't really get better. And that's multiple events. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest is spring break. And I think we dropped because we did it early. We got the early package. So we did like $69.99. Yeah. But it was 15 events. Yeah. You get your money's worth for it. And for everybody that's so jaded with WWE and AEW, I mean, there are prime examples to get on board with. And GCW is top of the list. Yeah, we did the. We also did the package. I think it was thirty five. I want to say for the early bird. Yes. For uh, the uh, wrestling summit that went down in AEW uh, All Out weekend. Yep. And we got what seven seven shows, and I all of them. Even though All Out Six was or a, seven, yeah. All Out was a great show. I would put all of those shows up against All Out. Yeah. You could, you could solid, yeah, you could definitely freelance. Do that. The freelance shows were out of this world. Freelance Black is label underrated. Pro, out of this world. War games. Say it. War games. We had a war games already this year. Team MDK versus Team Four Four O. I guarantee you'll never see a more hardcore war games. <laughs> no, no, you won't. Deathmatch war games. What? You want to see some shit? I'll tell you about some shit. <laughs> Deathmatch war games. <laughs> but honestly, man, that's why we always want to put it out there. So if it sells like we're selling, we're kind of are because. It got me to be a fan. Diesel, who has checked out of wrestling for a while, he watched RSP Spring Break with me, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. And woo. Uh, plus, you got to support the indies. Yeah, man. And I know you love it because I'm on I'm on Twitter talking about what I'm watching. And the next thing you know, I go, damn it, where, where's that at? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're tuning in. And that's good. I, I live... I live by what I preach, man. And this weekend, I watched some great indie action. I watched AAW out of uh, Chicago as well, but I know you didn't see it. And it was great. Mm-hmm. There's some really, really good companies out there, and I'm just tired of people always being negative. There's no reason to be negative when no, you got there. And considering like what else is going on this weekend, I just called up the Fight.TV uh, lineup. We got AAA going on this weekend. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's another AAA show. Yes. Lou, AAA this weekend, too. Nino Hambagesa. I, I have no confirmation if he's on the card. No, but, but we always have to shout him out, though. Yeah, because they, they got that going on. NWA's running this weekend. Yeah, I did see that. Hard, uh, the only reason I didn't cover the NWA is I couldn't get a straight card from them. Yeah. I do know confirmed Impact uh, Women's Championship. Knockouts title is on the line. Mickey James uh, versus... No, it's not Perrazzo. Oh, no, it's... Um, uh, it's uh, what's her name? Kira Hogan? Kira Hogan, yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's the only one I could confirm. I also know Nick Aldis is in a grudge match against uh, Tom Latimer. Mm-hmm. I know that the NWA title's on the line. Uh, I know that actually all the titles are on the line, uh, and also the Ring of Honor tag titles are on the line. OGK's defending the Ring of Honor tag titles at NWA. I, I just I just saw that, but I don't know AAA and NWA. It's it's just wild to think about what's going on and when everybody's like, okay, I don't know what I want to watch. And we even get to touch about war games. Wait, hold on. War games! 
going yeah, on with uh, NXT. War Games, we got, like, I know that we have the hair versus hair match. Yes. Uh, so we got that. That's going on, uh, which I'm, I don't mind talking about. Uh, the women's War Games match. Yes. Which I think is set in stone now. Yeah, Toxic uh, Attraction. and Plus Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai versus. Taking on Raquel Gonzalez. Um, Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Uh, Io Shirai. And uh, uh, Jade. No, Cora, Cora Jade. Cora Jade. Which, that should be a solid uh, War Games, too. I, I do like Toxic Attraction in that one. Men's War that Games. One. You got Old School versus New School. Yeah. Got, got DIY returning. So Gargano and Chapa. DIY. Dun, 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 You're hoping dun, dun, that that music dun, dun, comes back, aren't oh, you? Oh, fuck yeah. I will mark out like uh, a madman. Also, you have on that DIY. team, I do believe we have, uh, who else is on the team? We have uh, Pete Dunn. Yep. And is yep. it Dexter Loomis? No, Loomis is Loomis out. Loomis is out with an injury. Who is the other person on the team? Champa, Champa uh, Gargano, Dunn, and why am I blanking on this? Because uh, it's old school. Uh, oh, LA Knight, LA Knight, LA Knight. It's so weird because you know what? I'm not used to seeing him being like a yeah. quote unquote face now against Braun Breaker, uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Trick, and uh, no Trick's not in it. Carmelo, Braun Breaker. Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo and uh, what's his name there that's been fighting with... Uh, L.A. Waller? Y- yes. Yeah, like that one, I mean, they're still developing new stars, which, I mean, it's a it's a good acknowledgement of what they're doing with NXT, just to kind of briefly touch upon. I don't know how this match is going to go. Um, I could see the new the new school winning. I think Breaker is going to have a, a breakout performance, no pun intended. I think that this is going to be a nice real test to see what they're doing with NXT 2.0 because let's face it ever since they hit the reset button it's been a mixed reaction and I think that's a very honest statement so now it's time for this new talent to really shine and step up and go against DIY and war games I'm just I'm excited to see what they're going to pull off for here no I I agree Um, do we I'm trying to think of what other matches were announced for that they've been really quiet about it to be honest with you like I have not heard too much because it's not Roderick Strong for the against Gacy, or is it for War Games? They're doing this weird kind of yeah. thing where they're waiving the cruiserweight uh, weight restriction, so it's going to be Roderick versus Joe Gacy, and I'm not sure what they're setting up there. Uh, with that being the case, I think it's Joe Gacy's world right now. Uh, everything he's doing with uh, Harland, they're go they're definitely setting up for something big there. So I definitely like to see N new on that one. Yeah, they've been really very quiet about it. But I think it's just maybe how we're so used to seeing William Regal out there every week going, War Games! We're just not getting it this time. And obviously, uh, Braun Breaker should not be yelling War Games because that did not come up well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that either. Um, yeah, and then yeah. Lou, Lou touched upon it too. This could be Gargano's last match. It's rumored that he, he signed the one-week extension through Sunday to finish this out. So this might be the swan song for him. I don't know. I mean, there's just so many rumors going around about that. That, yeah, I mean, I could fully see that happening, that he puts over Breaker on the way out if he is really leaving or whatever is going on there. Yeah, speaking of the uh, Triple Mania Regia 2021 card, which is going down on December 4th, I do know that it is, uh, we have Lady Shanna, Fabi Apache, and Sexy Star. Wow, she's back. Whoa. Versus Whoa. La Hidra, Flamir, and Lady Maravella. Then we have the Marvel Partnership match. <laughs> I knew that was going to get a pop. Yeah. Leyenda Americano and Gran Mazo versus Vianata, so Venom, and Enganzo? I don't know which one that's supposed to be. but uh, So Captain America, and then two of the other ones. I don't know who everybody is, by the way. 
because uh, I do know that Venom is the Venenado. I was going to say we got Thanos. We got uh, Vipers, which is Psychosis, Abysmo, and Ares. Wow, good team. Versus Podar del Norte, uh, which is Mocha Cotto Jr., Tito Santana, and Carta Brava Jr. It's not the old school Yeah, it's not the old school team. Who's very good, by the way. Versus Nueva Generacion Diamante. And that's El Quatiro, Sanson, and Forastro. We also will have Dragon Lee and Dralistico versus Laredo Kid and a to-be-announced partner. We got La Impresa, Puma King, DMT Azul, and Sam Adonis taking on Psycho Circus, Monster Clown, Dave the Clown, and Murder Clown. Hmm. That was, uh, by the way, uh, La Impresa was the cartel when we were making fun of things. Yeah. We have the AAA World Tag Team Championship on the line as the FTR takes on the Lucha Bros. Okay. Holy shit. We got the team of L.A. Park, Rhea Scorpion, and Taurus taking on Pagano, Psycho Clown, and Kane Velasquez. Wait, run that by me again? L- L.A. Park, or La Parca, because yeah, I think you call them La Parca and AAA because yeah, they own yeah. that. Rhea Scorpion and Taurus against Kane Velasquez, Psycho Clown, and Pagano. Wow. In the main event... It was supposed to be Kenny Omega defending the Mega Compentino AAA versus El Hijo del Vikingo. Now, I know it's going to be Jay Lethal versus El Hijo mm. del Vikingo. And I've heard that Andrade might even be in that match as a triple threat. I've heard something about rumors of that as well. So I, I did not confirm that this was five days old, though. Yes. The, the article I found for it. Uh, Lou said, is there going to be a Hulk that looks suspiciously like Brian Cage? No, Brian Cage was Thanos. He was Thanos. That's what I was trying to track down. I think that that's who Nganso is. And I think Grand Mazo is the Hulk guy. I don't know who plays Hulk. Juggalos have a match too. Yeah, the Juggalos are going against the cartel. (laughs) 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 Juggalos versus the cartel, Lou. Oh, man, we made up a whole storyline. I just want to throw that out yeah. there. Uh, that's what happens. By the way, shout-outs to AAA and their president because they wouldn't allow it to be ordered in the States, so they just said, fuck it, steal it on Twitch. We'll give you the link. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Great company, man. Uh, but they are going to be on Fight.TV, which I do believe English. And if it's English commentary, I do believe that that means we get to hear Matt Stryker and Vampira. Yes. Because I think that's still the English commentating team for AAA. I could be wrong, but I really do believe that's still the, the the team. How ridiculously loaded. I know we went off track a little bit, but that's how much wrestling is going on this weekend. This is an absolute great rest pro wrestling weekend that you should be checking out. Definitely for next week's show, I want to hear everybody's takes on what you watched this weekend. So we were right. Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy is on the NXT War Games match. Okay. Hair versus Hair Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. And then the tag team titles are on the line. Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Or Legato Del Fantasma, whichever one wins on Tuesday night. I'm hoping Fantasma. I cannot go into the Von Wagner team with Kyle O'Reilly. Like, why... I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I'm just not sold on that. I could see him leaving and reforming Red Dragon with Bobby Fish. Just saying. Uh, I have I have what is allegedly the final card for the NWA, and this is why I had a problem like reading it earlier because I can't quite get it all. Uh, there was a pre-show NWA World Junior Heavyweight Title Tournament Gauntlet Qualifier. Uh, such people in this will be Arya Davari, Homicide, 
Kerry Morton, C.W. Anderson, Luke Hawks, P.J. Hawks, Jeremiah Plunkett, Sal Renaro. He's still wrestling? Holy shit. Yeah. Darius Lockhart, Jamie Stanley, Victor Benjamin, and Alex Taylor. Uh, for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Title Tournament Qualifier, we will have Rhett Ski, the Jet Ski, Rhett Titus, taking on Austin Aries. Really? Yes. ROH World Tag Team Title Match, uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, the OGK, taking on Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos. Hmm. For the NWA World Tag Team Championships, we have a triple threat match. Your tag team champions, Allison Kay and Marty Bell, defending against Lady Frost and Natalia Markova versus Kylie Ray and Tootie Lynn. Okay, that would be a really good match. Uh, NWA National Heavyweight title match. Uh, your champion, Chris Adonis, defending against Judeus. Okay. NWA World Tag Team title match. Low Rebellions, Bista 666, and Mecha Wolf 450 will be going against the ends, Otison and Pero. Okay. And a no DQ, no time limit NWA World Television title match. Ty Reese will defend his title against Scion with the Pope Elijah Burke as your referee. Ooh, okay. NWA World's Women's Title Match, Molina versus Camille. Okay. Uh, I just mentioned Nick Aldis versus uh, Tom Latimer in a grudge match. Mm. For the Impact Knockouts Championship, it was right, Kira Hogan versus Mickey James. That was announced today. And for the NWA World's Heavyweight Title, Trevor Murdoch will defend against Mike Knox. Interesting. So that is the NWA Hard Times 2 Dude, loaded week. GCW had a huge week. Got two big pay per views. I am still going to be ordering GCW. That doesn't mean I'm not going to check out some of these other ones. Saturday's a loaded night. Yeah. We got NWA. We got AAA. Uh, part of me's got to get that get, get into the AAA. Might not be sad. I might not watch it live. We yeah. might have to. We might have to save it for Sunday. What time do you get out of work on Sunday? <laughs> I'm off actually. So. Oh yeah, that's right. We got some football and we can watch AAA after. Yeah. Hey Lou, if you're not doing anything Sunday, AAA. <laughs> we'll do we'll do a live reaction on Twitter for it. Oh, Such a solid lineup. Oh my I can't God. I can't stress that enough. And then we got war games that night too. War games. War games. We should buy we probably live stream war games. Why not? You want to? Eh, why not? Alright, we're doing it. Fuck it. Do it. Fuck live. it. We do it live. Twitch.tv slash podcast this Sunday, 7 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. War games. Say it. For war games! Because I do believe it's Sunday, hopefully. Because if it's Saturday, we're out. Yeah, Saturday we ain't doing it. <laughs> I, Saturday we're gonna be too like between Excite, GCW. Yeah, this is freaking insane. Luke, we're doing Triple A on Sunday. I'm just gonna throw that out to you. Yeah, we're gonna Triple A. Triple A is going down on Sunday. That'll be the warm up before War Games. You know what? Fuck it. We'll stream it all. We'll stream from Triple A right through. <laughs> we'll I'm see, in. We'll see about that. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I'm watching in Spanish though, so I can make up all my shit. I'm not going to watch. I'm not taking the easy way out. I'm not going to watch it. Yes, night two of GCW is in. I'm definitely watching night two. Of G- yeah, stay posted to Twitter because I know that me and Ken M will be on there talking about GCW. Yeah, we'll be we'll be talking a lot. Totally getting AAA in Spanish, Lou said. Exactly. Yeah. Watching the Spanish commentary. Don't care. Uh, December 5th. So yes, it is Sunday for NXT. Confirmation. So we're going live for that. We may be live. We might be just going right through with AAA. Who knows? That's why you just got to drop that follow for twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. You never know where we're going to jump on, but if you follow, you get that notification. Yeah, American commentary is overrated for AAA because then you can't make up the cartel versus the juggalos. 
<laughs> and that's what I'm going to be talking about: the cartel versus the juggalos. They're not facing the federales. No. I'm kind of, I kind of am, am, am insulted by that. But with that being said, now we're just getting goofy and later on because you know what? We lo- there's so much going on. And you know what? Being happy about pro wrestling has done very good things for me. For a while, I was getting depressed about all the shitty news and all the, uh, you know, what's going on in the ratings and a fake war and blah, 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 blah. Now when I get to talk GCW, AAA, NWA, Ring of Honor next week, Lou, I know you're down for Ring of Honor because I'll be watching fucking Ring of Honor. Yeah, the last one. Dude, it's dot, the last dot, dot. one until April, at least. Supercard of yeah. Honor in April. Hopefully crossing fingers i still believe what i said was right i still believe they're just gonna say fuck it get rid of the contracts come back as a pure indie that tape library is is impressive let's be honest i'm gonna be watching best in the world though because and ken will probably be watching best in the world too although i think uh, i don't remember if it's saturday or sunday because i think that conflicts with a ufc fight on saturday saturday night is ufc so yeah so hopefully it's Sunday. I do believe it is Sunday. I could be wrong. I say usually they run theirs on Sundays for the most usually, part. Usually. Usually. So hopefully. Either way, good times. Yep. So, Ken M, so we can get out of here. I'm just going to keep it. taking up people's time. Yes. ODPH, probably get you. Short and sweet, ODPHpodcast.com. Head over, like it, share it, follow it. Enough said. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet too. 8122productions.com. Three Fat Nerds Pod on every social media provider. Hit through that at in front of it. I'll throw it out for him too. OD Parlay Hour. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. All social medias. It's just easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Make sure you stay in touch because you never know when we're going live. Definitely going to be watching some AAA this weekend now. GCW is definitely going down. It's going down. It's going to be a huge weekend for wrestling, and I can't wait to talk about all the results next week. Plus, we'll be previewing War Games. Well, we'll be reviewing War well, War Games. We're going to be live for War I'm Games. I'm all about War Games. We're going to be live for War Games on Sunday. Yes. But next Monday, we will be reviewing all of that. Plus, we'll be previewing Ring of Honor. Final Battle. Yes. And so much more. So you're not going to want to miss that. And of War course, games. Uh, of War Games. War Games. War Games. War Games. <laughs> thank you. <sighs> I know JVD would be mad if you didn't throw your fourth I, one in. I know. With that being said, though, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Each and every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Remember, we got it locked right here. Have a lot of fun. Hear about some fandom and hear about some shows you probably haven't heard about before. And even if you have, the reasons you should check them out. Trust me, there's a lot of good stuff out there. With that being said, we're going to go to the finish with our good friend, second suitor. The song's called One Winged Angel, the ode to Kenny Omega and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other until this upcoming Sunday when we're live for Wall Games at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and possibly before that for AAA. Well, keep it, keep it posted. Keep it posted. Definitely going to be watching it. Uh, guess what? We're saying, see you later, wrestling Wrestling fans! God.
Top ropes. Whoa. 